Welcome to this week's edition of the Pete Mazzetti Show. I'm your host, Pete Mazzetti, sitting here with Portland First Select Woman, Susan Bransfield. Susan, welcome. How are you? I'm doing well. Good to see you, Pete. You too. You too. So, Susan, what's going on in the town of Portland in the midst of the COVID? Uh, well, uh, COVID um, is in Portland, that's for sure. Um, we are in the Chatham Health District, Pete, and right. we're one of six towns. And they have been just wonderful to us in terms of keeping us informed, telling us what we should do to avoid infection, and also keeping the record as to how many cases. Um, We've had over 100 positive cases and counting in the town. And what they're concentrating on now is the numbers that we get every two weeks. And the last reporting period we had 40 positive COVID cases in our town alone. Uh-huh. And that, um, for comparison, that number back in early October was between four and five positive cases every two weeks. So Russ Melmed, who's our health director at Chatham Health, is telling us, you're looking at five times the amount of incidence of the infection rate than you had before people started coming indoors. I mean, I I attribute it to people wanting to see one another, having informal social gatherings, perhaps forgetting to wear a mask or Mm -hmm. thinking that no one in their immediate circle is positive. And then, you know, they find out, unfortunately, that someone was and they caught it. So it's, uh, it's not what we want to see at all. But what we're also doing is preparing for the vaccinations, which we are very hopeful about. I think that's going to really make a big difference for our state, our country, as well as every town. Um, What we've done so far is we have given to the state emergency managers uh, the amounts of vaccinations that we would need primarily for our public safety personnel, as well as our teachers and all of the staff in the schools and the town hall employees. So we haven't heard yet whether or not those are going to be given to us, but um, it was encouraging that those numbers were requested and our fire chief, uh, Mr. Bob Shea submitted those. And we're hopeful, we're hopeful that this vaccination will help everybody, Pete. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, so how is what's going on with the town hall? Are you guys open to the public or are you open by appointment? Well, since Labor Day, we have been open to the public in a very controlled fashion. So here okay. I'm at town hall talking to you today. Mm-hmm. And what we have established is every employee in the town hall, and there's about 35 of us in the town hall, okay. we are taking an hour at least an hour a week. Each of us will sit at a reception desk. So as a resident or customer comes into town hall, Mm -hmm. they are asked to be sure to have a face covering, be sure to use the hand sanitizer that we have available. And we have them sign the log book. They write their name and their contact information and also the department with which they're, they're doing business. And we call the department staff person They come to the reception table and they're able to help 
the customer right there. If there's a need for a meeting, we have a meeting room right next door, which is very big. Um, and it's an opportunity to sit down if we have to with each person. Uh, no more than two or three people at a time, of course. But we, uh, we've been finding that to be very successful. And we're able to get the business that needs to be accomplished done. And uh, we haven't had uh, too much difficulty in terms of the response. Our response from the community is, hey, we kind of like this. It's working. We feel safe here. And we feel confident that your employees are as safe as possible. It's not a, you know, it's not a, a, a fail safe. There's still opportunity, but we're doing our best and we're able to conduct our business and feel pretty confident that system's working. Absolutely. Absolutely. So do you think you guys are ever going to go back to a in-person meeting anytime soon or you're sort of comfortable doing the Zoom thing? Yeah, we're very comfortable. All of our boards and commissions as well as all the meetings that I attend as first select one, we're doing them remotely. And the other thing, you know, the old fashioned telephone, Pete, works quite well. Right. Uh, you know, it's uh, thank, thank goodness that we have the internet, that most people are able to access it in some way. Mm -hmm. And most people have telephones, whether they're on the desk or they're in their pocket. And I have found those to be invaluable. Even when I'm talking to a staff person, that's we have a three floor old school building that's been converted to the town hall. And oh, okay. instead of going to the office, I'm using the phone whenever appropriate, whenever possible. And that seems to get the job done. Email, uh, using our website, um, doing whatever .com or .org, whatever it might be that's needed, mm -hmm. it seems to be working. Absolutely, absolutely. So what, what else is the town of Portland up to during the COVID crisis? Well, we're still busily doing a lot of projects in town on okay. Main Street. Um, we just finished an, a whole swath of sidewalks that we're very happy to have added. We've done work on our sidewalks these past two years. And it's, you know, ironically, we've got a lot of our sidewalks renovated. A lot of the uh, places where they were broken and really needed to be replaced and then COVID struck. Um, and in the midst of it, we were able to do another whole section of main street. And I see a lot of people walking. Um, they're out getting their exercise, getting their fresh air, meeting their friends in a safe, uh, COVID way. And that, that's, that's been a real good thing. We also finished up this past fall, some renovations to our salt shed. So the salt shed is ready to go. It's environmentally sound, which were some of the issues we were dealing with. And it's also ready for the snow and ice that's coming. It's full of the, uh, the salt for the winter months. And we're, we're very happy about that. We've had some other road work that we've done okay. and um, some other activities um, that we're involved with on our brownfield redevelopment along the river as well as some of the economic development projects which are privately done by our uh, our businesses here in town well let's talk about the brownsfield project and what's going on sure sure be happy to i i know the last time i was on i think we did talk about this we purchased land uh, that is a brownfield along the connecticut river it's on what's called brownstone avenue not too far from our brownstone quarries. They're actually 
the properties are right across the street from the quarries. Wow. And they are an old oil tank farm is what they call it. And okay. there's five above ground storage tanks. There is some contamination in the soils due to spillage and things over the years. And we have a generous grant from the state of Connecticut. And as part of that, we learned just last month, just in November, we've contracted with a company out of North Franklin, Connecticut. It's Connecticut Scrap Metal and DW Transport. They're out of North Franklin. And they're going to come down. Um, they're planning to be down within this month to remove the five above ground storage tanks. So these great big blue tanks that are right along the river. You can see them as you're traveling along Route 9. If you look over across the river from Cromwell, you'll see these tanks. And they're coming and they're going to take them down for no cost to the town, no cost to the project. And then they will redeem that metal um, when when the market is appropriate for them so we're looking forward to that removal it's really going to open up this vista of the connecticut river which is quite lovely right along the uh, brownstone avenue so projects moving along we'll probably get the remedial action plan approved by the state this month as well that's our hope and then we'll put it out to bid and contractors will come and they'll remove what soil has to be removed and do other cleanup that will happen there. Our ultimate plan is mm -hmm. to have a, a riverside uh, venue for a restaurant or some type of a business that would enjoy the views of the river and also the proximity to Route 9 and the proximity to the Aragoni Bridge as well as our downtown. It's very easy to get to, and it's right next door to a walking park that we have all along the, the Connecticut River. So we're, we're really trying to go back to our roots, Peter. Our roots were quarries, uh, the Connecticut River, and enjoying being outside uh, in the, the beautiful atmosphere of, of Portland. Absolutely. Now, how is the with the COVID, how's, how's everything being done with like economic development and all the, all the small local businesses in the town? Yeah, well, well, I know that our economic development um, planner has indicated some businesses have had to uh, be shuttered for a, a, not very many of them, but a couple of them. Okay. And others are doing very well and others I know are struggling. And one of the things that our economic development commission is going to do in the month of January is sponsor a campaign called our, it's our zip code 06480 to go. So 06480 to go. And it's a restaurant campaign. If you come to Portland and you eat in one of the restaurants in town, spend at least $25. You're going to put your name and information, either drop it off or send it in by email to our economic development planner. Her name is Mary Dickerson. And then you'll go in a, a drawing and we will draw one or two $25 gift certificates that will go to someone who's already using our restaurants and they'll get a chance to go for another $25 and get their money back. Oh, cool. So it's going to be a pilot project for the month of January. It's a little fun, a little something for us to say thank you to customers and to say thank you 
to our restaurants here in Portland that are weathering this storm um, and really providing food, entertainment, uh, the ability for people to get out and, and uh, whether or not they can go into the restaurant that that is socially distanced or they do curbside pickup, which I know I've done dozens of times. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, and really do support our restaurants. They're doing a fabulous job in, in feeding us. And uh, that's really important in this COVID. <laughs> Absolutely. Things we do um, in addition to other activities outdoors. So we're, we're really happy about this project. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And now, how is the how are you guys looking for? I'm assuming you're just about to start the budget process. Yes, we are. Um, we're looking at our receipts. Um, taxes have been coming in. Uh, our our residents have been paying their taxes, okay. and that's a good thing. And I thank them very much uh, for doing that. It's always nice to be thanked when you when you do what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> Um, and we will also be looking at our grand list. The grand list won't be out until the end of this month, the end of That's December. Right. And then we'll take a look. Every year, I like to start with a zero budget increase. And that's the goal. Um, some years we're able to, to reach that, at least a zero mill rate increase. Other years, it's difficult. And uh, fiscal year 20 we did not have a tax increase. This past year, this is called fiscal year 21, right. so it'll end June 30th, we had a slight increase. Um, but we're, we're hopeful, and that's always the vantage we look at before we start the budget season. I'm meeting with our superintendent, uh, Dr. Charles Britton, next week, and we'll talk about the needs of the schools, and we always try to meet them to the best of our abilities. Our schools are so important, and they're they're really doing their best. And uh, all the youngsters right now are learning remotely, okay. at least until December 14. And I know uh, Dr. Britton indicated they'll be reviewing that date probably within the next uh, couple of weeks to determine if the youngsters will come back. Um, all of the staff are in the schools and they're meeting with their students remotely every day. Right, and right. Um, I know I have two granddaughters in the school district and they're working hard. Um, they're at their desk every morning mm -hmm. and uh, they enjoy it. It's not quite the same as having their friends around them. And it's that I know they miss, but the teachers, I, I just know they're doing a great job along with all of the teacher assistants and the others that help run our schools. Absolutely. Now, the other thing we got to talk about is in a, in a couple of weeks, the legislative session is going to start. And what's that going to look like? Right, right. Well, um, <laughs> the Connecticut Conference of Municipalities had their convention this week. And they were talking about some of the hot button issues that are going to be facing our legislators. And number one is how do we manage the COVID-19 crisis? What are things that our communities need? What are things in are things in place for the vaccinations? Are we going to be able to help our businesses? Um, of course, our federal government, Pete, needs to do their job. Right. And I'm hopeful that they will be able to help the states 
and by extension, the cities and towns to do what they, they need to do uh, to get done. Uh, the police accountability uh, law that was passed, um, that will be reviewed again. I know CCM is looking at that and um, has some suggestions for amendments to that bill. Okay. Um, and we'll, we'll be looking at that. Um, I'm on the public safety subcommittee and we're looking at uh, a number of things, mostly keeping things as, as good as they can be given the circumstances that we have with budget. Budget's always difficult. It's never, I don't think in the, in the 17 years I've been first selectman and in the six years I was on the board of selectmen, there's never been an easy year. Every year no. is, oh, it's a difficult budget year. Um, <laughs> but somehow we get through it and we're yeah, able absolutely. to accomplish things. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot of things that our legislators face. And one of them is looking at property tax reform. And CCM has a subcommittee uh, made up of uh, municipal leaders that are looking at how is Connecticut taxed? As you know, with your work, Pete, um, right. it's mostly by property taxes. It's also by grants that come from the state. They're also looking at fees and how those are assessed. And, um, you know, my, my warning is, if you're gonna make some changes, try to make them systemic so that you're not nickel and diming the taxpayer, which is a real temptation. And, and hopefully we'll be able to uh, see some, some positive reform measures. Some of the other things I'm interested in is um, some solar energy initiatives. Portland has opportunity to get some of their power from a, actually the Fish and Game Club in town is looking to get a company to put up solar panels on their land. And we, the town, are looking to buy the power that will be generated from that solar array. We're Absolutely. also looking at putting a solar array on our Brownstone Intermediate School and some other projects as well, including hopefully the ability to put some solar panels on our closed landfill, um, where the only thing we can do with that land is mow the grass. And if we, if we have uh, solar panels on there, it'll bring some revenue to the town. Anytime you can lower your overhead in a town, you're much better off. If you can lower the cost of your electricity, if you can lower the cost of your building maintenance, those are all things that will help in terms of managing your budget and putting the money where you need it, whether it's education or it's the roads, it's putting in new sidewalks, um, making sure we're helping our businesses. Th those are all things that I try to use and I know our board of selectmen do as well when we look at budget. Absolutely. Now, now who is the president of CCM? Is it still Mike Frieda? Yes, yep, Mike yeah. Frieda until the end of 2020, great man, um, yeah. uh, first selectman of North Haven. Right. And the incoming president for January 1 or thereabouts will be a Luke Bronin from Hartford. Hartford, Mayor, all right. Yeah. I've never, I've never interviewed Mayor Bronin, but he seems like a nice guy. Oh yeah very hard worker, um, a veteran, uh, a lawyer, a father, uh, a husband, and an all-around civic-minded person. I, I've worked with him on several committees, and I congratulate him for becoming the president next month, and also 
for the, the work that he does for our city, our capital city. Absolutely. Speaking of CCM, we have to mention two of, I know, your favorite people, but also mine. Yeah. You know who I'm going to mention? Uh, Joe DeLong. And? Ah, uh, who could be the other one? Brian O'Connor. Oh, of course. Oh. <laughs> of course. Who's the other one? I'm telling him. <laughs> <laughs> I've known Brian. I've known Brian for 25, 30 years. Yeah, he's a yeah. wonderful person. He does a great job with policy development. He does. And, and uh, he's from. Is he from Clinton? Is that where yes. he was? Yes. That's where he was. Yeah. 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 Don't tell him. Don't tell him. But you know, I, I know he's my favorite too. He's my favorite. But I didn't That's know. Right. Oh, I've I've known I've known I I actually worked on Brian's campaign when he was state representative. Oh, okay, so, so you know you know some good stuff. Oh yeah, how is Joe? <laughs> how is Joe from CCM? Joe DeLong is doing real well. Good. Doing real well. Yep, good. I'll tell him you said hi. Oh, absolutely. Actually, I have a I have a I have a call in. To, he called me the other day, and I just haven't called him back yet. Great. Yeah, he's he's a he's a great interview. He knows he so is. much about Connecticut and all the great things that we have in our cities and towns. He, he's really a, a great, great guy. Absolutely. Susan, let's talk. We got a little bit more time to reflect. Let's talk about the restaurant initiative that's going to start in January. Okay. Yeah. Um, that, that really is something that is not quite off the ground. Okay. Um, Mary Dickerson, our economic development planner will be putting it out on, on Facebook as okay. well as out on our website. And it's really going to be an opportunity for people to, um, have, as I said earlier, a little bit of fun and to be able to go to maybe, maybe they'll get a gift card, Pete, from a restaurant they've never been to. You know, maybe it'll be Farrell's, maybe it'll be um, Malili's, maybe it'll be uh, Tommy's Pizza or one of Eggs Up Grill. There's a lot of fun places that provide great food and it's an opportunity to try them out. And if you win a gift card, hey, that's like uh, Christmas in January. It is, like, it, is, it is like Christmas in January. So what, what, else, what, else, what else is going on as far as the COVID in Portland? Let's just do a recap in the little time we have left. Right. The COVID, um, we are open for business in terms of the town hall. The library is open. We are encouraging and reminding everyone, wear a face covering when you're out in public. Uh, Pete, I wear one um, not only inside the town hall when I leave my office, but yeah. also when I'm outside. Um, I, I go to our parks and go walking and I wear my face covering. I also, um, my hands, I was looking at them earlier today and I bet you a lot of your your uh, your viewers too, they're pretty dry. Um, Absolutely. Constantly and use hand sanitizer and also really limit the amount of exposure to groups of people. Um, using electronic devices is the thing to do right now. Um, call those friends that maybe you haven't talked to in a while um, and make sure that you also send them an email. Um, I have a friend from Florida. Every day she sends a little blog in her email and tells us, Tell us the temperature in Florida and what's going on down there. You know, just if everybody can hold on to these practices for a few more months, I think we'll have gotten to 
the other side as, as is said so often, but we haven't reached it. Um, I really believe that by this spring and summer, we will be able to enjoy some of the good old days. Absolutely. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, I actually went up and got tested over at Community Health in Middletown a couple oh. weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. I went this past Sunday, got my results um, yesterday morning, and fortunately, yeah. results were negative. And I went and a few weeks. Yeah. And I went a few weeks ago, too. I tell you, they did a pop up test center here in Portland in the end of just before Thanksgiving here in Portland. Okay. They got 300 tests done within three hours. I mean, they are efficient yeah. and kind, and you know they're they're really doing a great public service for us. Absolutely. No cost, no cost. Yeah, I wonderful. know. As a matter of fact, they actually they had they had, had the first. I actually got tested twice. The first time I got tested was at the pop up in Old Saybrook. Okay. I was in and out, and then I got tested again a couple of weeks ago in Middletown, and I was, I wait, waited like an, the longest thing was waiting in line, and that was like an hour and a half, but because they had to process paperwork and yeah. everything else, but once I was in, I was in and out. Did you do the drive up? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I did drive up once, and another time I did walk up, which it was a beautiful day earlier this fall, and I, I was able to stay. 10 feet away from the person in front of me. There you go. Yeah. Well, Susan Merrifield, we're about to run out of time. So I want to thank you for coming down and hopefully we'll see you soon. Oh, it's great to be with you, Pete. You too. Um, I want you to too. wish you and all your viewers a great holiday season yeah. and more importantly, a healthy holiday season. You too. On behalf of Susan Bransfield, I'm Pete Mazzetti. Thanks. Good night. And we'll see you next time.